Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest episode of the Cortolinas Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Lowy, here today with a very special guest in Luis Mateus, the general coordinator of Abola, uh, one of the biggest newspapers in Portugal. Really excited to have him on. How are you doing today, Luis? I'm fine on you. Very well. I'm doing very well. Uh, we've got a lot to discuss, yeah. namely both in European football and Portuguese football. Obviously, we've still got Braga yet to play on Thursday, but been a very, uh, shall we say, a hot and cold week for Portuguese football in Europe. Porto losing yeah. big time to Liverpool, Sporting uh, losing by one goal to Borussia Dortmund, and Benfica coming off a 3 nothing victory over Barcelona at the Stadio da Luz. So first off, let's just talk about nobody, even, even Porto fans or sporting fans would disagree that Benfica are the best team in Portugal right now. Currently perfect in the league, have not drawn or lost a single game and coming off a three nothing win over Barcelona. Let's just talk a little bit about, about this Benfica team. How has George Jesus managed to turn things around so quickly after such a disappointing return uh, to Portugal last season? Oh, well, it, it was not that quickly. Uh, it was one season, so <laughs> not that quickly. Uh, I think the, the, the first the first great idea from the from last season, the current one, was that uh, um, the, the, three, the three at the back is, is now a very solid uh, uh, defensive line. The, um, the, the, the Brazilian Lucas Verissim was a, a great addition to the, to the line. Uh, he's a, a very nice guy to, to construct the game from behind, from the, the, the goalkeeper. The Otamendi in the in the middle position gives a little bit of strength and and cohesive uh, strength, and of course Vertonghen is also a, a very good passer from the uh, from to, to the left. So uh, you have uh, uh, three nice guys without the ball. So this now is I think the best uh, defensive line. And Porto has lost also Pepe, so uh, it's a little bit un- unstable too. Uh, right now the three at the back is a very good idea for Benfica. Uh, they are uh, avoiding. Uh, letting the, the opponents have a lot of chances to score also of, of the double pivot uh, which has also a, a, a very good addition in the in the name of João Mario a very uh, how do you say it's a, a very good guy to manage the tempos the, the, the game tempos he can put the, the game on ice as you say here in Portugal probably had a lot of problems in the, in the, in the last uh, season because uh, the two guys Tarapt and also Gabriel uh, were or two midfielders that tried to uh, um, a lot uh, very uh, risky passes so the the, the theme was call, uh, all, uh, always breaking uh, from attack to defense and the defense to attack and uh, the, the team was not solid so with Omario the theme knows when to take risks when to not take risks when the ball should go to the right or to the left or to the, through the middle and I think that the last two two three games uh, showed also that it was a good idea to, to, to pull Rafa a little bit behind the two attackers is very strong in in uh, in uh, taking the ball out of the defenders and getting quickly to the the d- decision. So I think a good idea. You also get uh, Darwin a lot of uh, strength and and um, aggressive uh, uh, aggressive uh, search for the ball in the left, so he can move from the left to do, to the center and use his right foot. And Yaremchuk 
is also a very nice, probably the best uh, ace in right now. I think is Taremi, and Taremi is a very good, intelligent player. But I think uh, right now, I think Yelemchuk has the potential to be the the best knight in Portugal in a, in a few months. I think he's growing. I think he's getting very strong in the passing, in the linking with the midfield. Is getting stre- getting some strength also in the the, the attack of the the spaces, uh, the spaces behind the defensive line of the opponents. Well, the first 11 is uh, now a uh, first 11 much more of transitions than in the last year, strong in the last third. So uh, I think that the main, the, uh, George Jesus started with an idea of a positional attack with, uh, with a, a very slow, not slow, but a very uh, post-construction idea and uh, Everton going from the left to the middle, uh, Pizzi going for, running from the right to the middle and... and He didn't have uh, some uh, not the right back, mainly not the right back, was not a very forward right back. He needed to um, change a little bit of, of, of his ideas. And now I think the, th- the theme is more balanced. I don't know if he's the strongest team in Portugal. I think he's a little bit too early, uh, but I think that it's uh, in, uh, in the right uh, path to be uh, a very strong uh, competitor to the, to the Portuguese title. And of course, there's Champions League and this win will also get some... Uh, more oxygen in, 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 the, in the team to, to at least try to get to the, the, the last 16. Absolutely fantastic start uh, to the season for Benfica. As you mentioned, you know, the, real, the real midfield metronome alongside Julian Weigel in the double pivot is Joao Mario, who, of course, played a fundamental role in Sporting's title win uh, last season. And as, I think that as important as he has been Uh, for Benfica, and we're also seeing just how much uh, his his absence or his departure has impacted Sporting. You know, Mateus Nunes has has stepped in uh, to to that sl- to that position in midfield and done fairly well. But watching Sporting over the past few months, you know, past past few weeks, shall I say, I have noticed some of his limitations as a player. You know, he he has obviously plenty of strengths, but too often, you know, playing it horizontally. Uh, just giving it to to Pedro Porro to to make a cross, um, and and overall, I think that he isn't quite at the same level as Joao Mario as a player. I don't think he offers as much in possession. Uh, I think that one thing that I noticed to, in today's game against Barcelona is Joao Mario constantly providing himself as a passing option, allowing possession to throw through the midfield. I think that's something that that we've seen yeah. uh, a lot less of with with Paulinho playing alongside Mateus Nunes now. But, you know, one player who I think is, is capable of filling in that role, perhaps, to, perhaps not to a better degree than, than Matheus Nunes, but who has more, shall we say, who is, who is more press resistant and who is more capable of, of breaking the lines and uh, circulating possession in midfield is Daniel Braganza. And it seems like, you know, looking at the past few games, Braganza has, has come on off, off the bench pretty late. Um, I don't think he came off the bench at all against Porto, if I'm not mistaken. But I am a bit, I am a bit concerned and, and confused why Braganza has not gotten more minutes uh, with, with the departure of João Mario. Talk to me a little bit about how Sporting have changed as a team with João Mario gone. I mean, obviously Nuno Mendes' departure is going to hurt them. But focusing on João Mario... How do you think Sporting have shifted? And if, if you were Ruben Amorim, would you be giving Daniel Braganza more minutes in midfield? 
Well, about, about to Omari departure and, and uh, the inclusion of Matheus Nunes as a, a starting a starting player, I think I think that they they are very different players. I think uh, João Mario is more a linking player, uh, uh, as you said and, and you said very well. He's always offering some passing lines. He's always trying to link in the play. I think Matheus Nunes is, and we saw something about about that in in uh, against Dortmund. He was uh, the man who tried to take the ball from the midfield to the attacks in more as a transporter than a linking also like and I think he's a, he's a, one of the biggest names in the future for sporting uh, I was asked uh, last year when well, in the, in the TV of of Ebola and um, which player should not uh, lost in in the in the in this my answer was Daniel Bragas and he didn't play that much I have a lot of fight in him, so but I think the the um, he is more important for Ruben Amuri when the, when the team faces low blocks than when the team wants to have his a plan that is to keep the three in the front uh, in the high positions even when defending and taking the ball there and Matheus Nunes takes the ball very fast to to that position and then distributes. Angel Mario did that the the, the same the, the last year, but I think. Uh, Even though uh, um, Matheus Nunes takes the ball in the, in, it takes the ball to that position very nicely. So I think that's the main idea uh, of the, the the discussion between uh, Matheus Nunes for the coach. I think he prefers to have more a transporter, more a fast player, more more uh, uh, a guy that can get gets there in the in a, in the second line of the of the of the attack than a passing player uh, because I think he's uh, sporting as still a very uh, a counter-attack mentality. Uh, and and uh, Daniel Bergasse is more a player for a, te- a positional attack. And that's, I think that's the main reason bec- uh, of the preferences of the, of the coach, uh, you, you know. I think Daniel Bergasse, I think Portugal is also changing in, in the mentality of, of the, the most of the coaches. Most of coaches right now are more attacking more attacking than in the past. So you, when you, when you have Vitoria, the Vitoria Guimarães is a very uh, very attacking team. Even the the, the teams uh, which get into into the first league that this season uh, have attacking mentality. Even Aroca, uh, which is, is is in the low positions, uh, Famalicão is in the in the last position. So they are very attacking mentality teams. Very attacking mentality coaches who like to play. Um, Eye in the eye, as is, as we say here. So um, I think that's the main idea why uh, keep, uh, Ruben Amorim keeps his team like a, a counterattack team. Uh, I think the, it, it was he was trying. Uh, I think he knows that at some point. I don't know if it will be this season. I, I think Sporting is growing faster than the plan. You know, I think the Sporting plan uh, was to uh, construct a team for the next. Three, four, five years, not to be champion in the first in the first season, and, and you 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 see that this this season, even when the, we were getting into the Champions League, the, the team that didn't get that much reinforcement. So uh, that's a plan that to keep the costs keep the costs low and to grow slowly, uh, and they are v- being victims mainly in the Europe, uh, about this uh, very fast growth, was, which was not expected. So I think uh, the coach has uh, an idea that at some point they will, they will need to change a little bit. That's why Paulinho 
as came from Baraga to Sporting. Uh, that's, uh, I think, well, Sarabia, you, you always get Sarabia because it's, it's a very good player. So it's not about uh, a, ph a philosophy, you know, a theory. But I think it, it is an idea to, to that uh, more... Uh, attacking uh, uh, play, you know, more positional play than, um, than others like Jovan or Nuno Santos. So I think the idea is to get in there, but I think the, the plan is still uh, being a very counter-attack team. Absolutely. As you mentioned, Sporting have been trying to keep the costs low, and I think that's part of the reason why they didn't give João Mario a big enough salary offer and, you know, went with a younger cheaper player in Mateus Nunes, you know, still a lot of time left in the season, still plenty of time for them to get their groove on and, and challenge Benfica. We'll see what happens. But moving on to the third of the Tres Granges, Porto, uh, you know, grinding out a 2-1 victory over Gil Vicente via a late free kick from Sergio Oliveira, going to, going to face off against uh, Liverpool at the Estadio do Ducao and, uh, and losing five to one, or at least one of the most embarrassing results of Sergio Conceição's time in charge. Uh, we saw Conceição after a few games of, of, of playing with a 4-2-3-1 with Vitinha and Fabio Vieira, shifting back to a 4-4-2, his traditional system, Jesus Corona as, uh, and, and Zaidu Sanusi, both surprising choices in the fullback areas. Sergio Oliveira partnering Mateus Uribe in midfield. What are your thoughts on this on this Porto team so far this season? Because, you know, I had a long thread yesterday just criticizing some of their decisions, uh, namely yeah. allowing Diogo Leite to leave on loan, not selling Tecatito Corona. I think that we've seen... What we've seen from Tecatito is a very disinterested player who has his mind elsewhere. Overall... You know, there have been some promising highlights, such as Diogo Costa's form. But overall, uh, this Porto team looks very much like it's in transition, which is worrying for a, for a team that just renewed Sergio Conceição's contract as manager. We're seeing a team that, in my opinion, looks like it's in transition. Obviously, they were missing some, some players, such as Pepe uh, yesterday. But uh, I got to say, I, I am a bit worried with them. Uh, so far this season? I think it's not a, uh, a team in transition. I think it, uh, uh, Sergio Conceição has two teams in, in one. I think it's more like that. You have uh, youth that has uh, an idea of the game that is more a, a positional play and you have a, a strong 11 or, or the, the main or the, 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 the guys that he trusts more linked to uh, to a uh, Uh, a counter-attack team or uh, not, not counter-attack but more direct game uh, you know very aggressive very uh, the duels are always very intense uh, you, you try you try all to get the, the second ball the third ball uh, it's it's unnegotiable for the coach and so that's because these new players um, have so so little space in the team that now you, you have a little bit of Fabio Vieira You're trying to get a little bit of, of Vieninha. Uh, you have João Mario and João Mario and Corona. Corona has returned in a, well, I don't know what will be the outcome, but uh, I think João Mario is now a better, he's still a better option than Corona now in, in this time. Uh, but Corona was the, was the choice for, to, to, to defend, defend and, and try to get the ball 
forward against Liverpool. So I think I think the, one of the, the main uh, accusations to uh, Sergio Conceição leadership uh, is about that. Is about is not uh, being able to uh, transform a very low budget team. Uh, was very aggressive, very uh, uh, very direct, very um, compromised team to an, another one that can control the game better, having the the, the possession, uh, trying to get to the to the goal uh, with with uh, game combinations uh, between the, all the players. So. I think that's the main accusation to this coach. And I think every, every time the team feels that the, 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 they are not getting there, they are not getting to, to, to the goal, um, they, they go back to the direct play. You know, if you are nil-nil against against a, a good team that is defending very well, the team starts to cross, the, the team starts to, to shoot from the, from old sides, uh, they are not trying to get there between the channels. They are not trying uh, something. Uh, they they are even with the new players. They are so firm. Uh, how do you say? Uh, here we have the 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 the, the, uh, the word formatado. They are very. Uh, I don't know formatted or <laughs> I don't know if it exists or not. <laughs> but they are very uh, strict in that. You know, with, uh, if the things are not going well, they try always to get direct. That's the main idea. Uh, and even. Con- Sergio Conceição, when the, the team does not, it's not function, it's not functionable, it's not uh, uh, getting there, it always goes back to the 4-4-2 and the 4-4-2 direct. So I think you are trying to explain as a transitional play, I think they have a lot of mixed now in uh, two ideas and um, they are not, uh, because the future is in with the youth, so they will, if they want to keep that youth and the youth is very good, uh, they are, they need to get the idea a little bit more different or more uh, associative uh, uh, in, in a direction of a more associative football. Um, well, it's, it's uh, again, Gil Vicente take the ball away from Porto. That was not, not good for, for Porto, you know. Um, it was two great individual efforts that gave the goals uh, um, uh, uh, from Taremi and uh, the free kick from, from Sergio Oliveira. It was a very difficult game for Porto. Um, and I think they are getting some difficulties right now. Yes, I think the team is getting some some difficulties. They were not expected. Uh, the, the, the speech in the, in, the, in the first weeks was all, also uh, was always about uh, not getting the opponents uh, uh, go far in, in, the, in the table, you know. Uh, the idea from the, the Sergio Conceição as transported from last season to this season was that in the last season they uh, were surprised by Sporting's uh, first games and, the, and the, 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 the Sporting starts that keep the team to very high position from the start and a, a very uh, large different uh, of, of difference of points to the to Porto, and this time the the the, the, the speech was also uh, was always about letting the opponents get far in, from the start, and, and Porto are not getting there. It it it, it draw against Maritimo. It had some games. If is at four points. Um, they have this meal against against Mureirense. Um You have 
uh, I remember one goal in the in the Porto uh, goal uh, in the near Porto goal. So they were, I think, three three game, three goals were in in counter attack. Uh, two goals were individual mistakes from the goalkeeper. So you, it was the, the 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 result was very heavy for for Murinense, uh, and it was five nil. And all a lot of people were saying, "Oh, Porto five nil! It's a very big result." But if you look at the goals, the the, the game was not that easy. And, and Murillo suffered five. Didn't have a lot of of attempts, but they were near the the area. They were trying to get there, and they were surprised in the in the in the counter attack. So I think the, the team is getting is getting some difficulties in the start. It's it's long way to to the to the, the finish line, but uh, I think I agree with you. I think they are getting some some difficulties. Uh, I, but well, I think that the negotiations uh, about the um, doesn't get to to Sergio Conceição. We don't have the the manager profile here, so the the the, the board is get easy. Having the the, the uh, one year of of his contract, so he, I think if he gets the player, he needs to put the player in and try to get the best of him. Even if uh, that means that Romário will play less games, but well, it's. I think the one idea that that I was trying to pass when when we all knew that. Uh, Porto was keeping uh, Sergio Oliveira, uh, Otavio, of course, Corona. Mainly Sergio Oliveira and Corona was the 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 main doubts in the in the in the transfer market in the the summer transfer market. Uh, we were looking at the team and we saw they cannot play at the same time. Only they will only play at the same time if Tony Martinez will will be removed from the team or. As as Sergio Conceição has made, uh, it took off João Mario and put Corona as a, as a right back. So I think the one idea to get all the players at at the same time will pass to remove the the the, the attacking forward. Uh, but um, I think the the Tony Martinez has an important role in the team. That mainly when the team doesn't have the ball. Because he's very, uh, pr- uh, he puts some uh, a lot of pressure in his in his defense. The the, the team pressures better with him in the in the field. Uh, I think it's a more uh, uh, the idea is more about defending well. Of course, he's very he's competent is competent in the in the, the finishing, but um, the, the thing gets more aggressive in, in with him in the with him in, in, in the starting line. Uh, I think that was the main idea that is that why he started last game against Liverpool to get pressure in the in the uh, construction phase from the Reds. Uh, but well, uh, they have a lot of they have a lot of good players and, and there were some individual mistakes that of course the coach was not expecting. Porto playing with the back four of Tecatito Corona, uh, Fabio Cardoso, and Ibar Marcano, and Zaidu Sanusi, Marcano, uh, and Cardoso filling in for the suspended Chancel Mbemba and the injured Pepe. Meanwhile, Diogo Leite is on loan and doing fairly well uh, for Braga, putting in uh, arguably a man-of-match performance against Santa Clara. 
uh, Braga taking the lead via corner quick um, from Paulo Oliveira, but uh, Santa Clara equalizing in the final minute via superb free kick from Lincoln. Um, overall, I don't think that the draw should spoil what was a very promising performance in defense playing as uh, this time, you know, we've seen a lot of late on the left side of back three, this time playing more as the libero. Um, I thought he was really good. Do you agree with the decision to, to loan Diogo Leite out with an option to buy of 12 million euros? Um, and, and overall, what do you, what have you made of late in Carlos Carvalho's defense so far? Well, um, I think the the the, the option uh, uh, clause. Um, it, I think it, Braga doesn't have that much money to pay for, for his clause, so I, I don't know if it's. Um, I think Porto trusted that Braga will not we will not have the money to or will not uh, be interested in pay so much for for this player. Um, so uh, there, I think that's the main reason because there, there is an option uh, in in his contract to buy. Um, well, when you look at uh, at this defense, it was Fabio Cardoso's first match. So uh, I don't know uh, if you try to compare both. You you see that Fabio Cardoso has a lot of experience. He did very well at at, uh, at Santa Clara. Um, he is. Uh, I think he's a solid defender, but I know I don't I don't I'm not sure he's uh, f- uh, Porto's level. You know, um, uh, you have Mbemba uh, at uh, his last months of his contract with Porto too. Don't forget that. Um, so I will I will try to to do something different because Diogo Leite is a very good player. Is uh, is a lot of potential. Is 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 a very good uh, left foot. He can. Uh, he is one of the modern defenders, as you say. Now he is able to 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 construct the game from uh, to the left from the left. Uh, so uh, he's good at at heading too. Is is in the attacking and in defense. So. I don't agree with a lot of, of that decision. No, uh, I, I think the, well, I think Diego Leite also is has the responsibility to grow in Braga because I think in some matches with Porto, he did some mistakes that uh, even he's so so young. Uh, I think. He, they were uh, they left a mark you know they left a mark on him so i think he ne- he needs this uh, this year to erase that mark and to 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 prove that he can play at an highest level uh, in the league and of course uh, to take against uh, again the the way back to porto and be uh, I think Porto is I think 38 already if not 37 because uh, I think they will need to 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 renew the the, the defense very quickly so he is a, a a good guy to to start with uh, Diogo Queiroz I also thought that he will be a good guy to 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 get there uh, with some games I think the the um, the loan to to didn't go that well, but uh, he is in Spain now, and uh, well, the, I think Porto has a buyout clause, clause too, so we can get the player again. He is 
also he has also that profile of, of leadership uh, so he, he can get to be uh, one uh, good defender to to Porto so well uh, I think he's, he's, he's proving that uh, Diogo Leite I think he's proving that uh, he can be the, that, that guy he can be the guy that can lead the, the defensive line of Porto in the, in the, in the next years um, I think Braga will be even stronger when David Carmo will get uh, back from his injury his long injury um, and, and I think Paulo Oliveira gets uh, uh, That also, or some defense to the mistakes that are they are not um, that good. But uh, I think he's a, a ball winner. Uh, you know, a defender that wins balls, that cuts balls, that cuts passes. And I think the defense is more, a little bit more st- st- uh, stable right now. And I think Braga needed to stabilize uh, its defense. But uh, now that the, the, the defense is, is stabilized, the, the attack is not going anywhere. So it's very strange for me because I was always so... Uh, they lost for Sergio and Francesco was a big a big name in the team, a lot of experience. Uh, he was very important, making linking the attack with the, uh, the midfield with the attack. So I think that they are missing quality in the, in the in the transfer market uh, some guys that can take the team forward when uh, the color, the the team are not getting there too individually uh, a little bit more uh, artistics a little bit more uh, the, the, I think the defense is is now stable I think they need to grow fast. Uh, I don't know uh, if uh, Carlos Carvalhal will get there this year, but I think the pressure will will get uh, higher because this this president doesn't uh, is very um, uh, um, he, he wants results even when 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 the team has lost some good players. So uh, I think that there will be a lot of pressure to 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 the coach if the the, the wins don't come back very fast. Apart from the big four, we've seen a lot of uh, fun games this past weekend. Uh, Vizela holding Portimonense to a stalemate, prevent uh, putting an end to, to their impressive start um, in, of the season. Mororense getting back to winning ways and defeating uh, uh, another newly promoted side in Aruca. Um, but in my opinion, the most entertaining match of this entire match day was Tondela Famalicao. And what was really a relegation six-pointer, two clubs stuck in the stuck in the relegation zone, um, and really just a complete roller coaster of match that saw Famalicão go to ten men and start playing better, and eventually take the lead, and then of course lose three to two. Uh, the two very impressive late goals from from new signings Juan Manuel Buselli and Renat Dadashov. Um, Talk to me a little bit about Famalicão, though. I mean, currently rooted at the bottom of the league table, brought in some very uh, promising young players, and yet looks like they're going to be in yet another relegation fight for the second straight season, um, unless things don't turn around quickly uh, under Ivo Vieira. What, what do you think is, is wrong with Famalicão right now? 
Sorry, I lost the last point, the last part of your question. I think the internet here is not what very you, good. What do you but, think? Uh, about family. What do you think is wrong? Yeah, about family care. Well, I think the project is is about getting um, um, trying to show players more than being. Uh, one of the biggest teams in Portugal, you know, uh, they, uh, uh, well, I, 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 I think they have lost about 20 players in the last two seasons and they were important players. Uh, of course, they were not all Ugartes or Tony Martinez or Pedro Gonçalves. They were not all that, but they were important players to the team. And uh, when when you are so unstable in constructing a team, even if the, the, the coach from the last games was the same, I think that, that you will need time. You will need a lot of time. And I, I think the quality has, has, has decreased, of course. You, you are not having... Uh, um, well, if you if you look at, at the players that the, 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 that lived, uh, Ugarte is, has not played yet uh, a lot of time for Sporting, but uh, Gustavo Assunção is in Turkey. Um, well, Vinagre is the, well not in the in this last game in Dortmund, but is is playing at the left at Sporting. Um, Trayev was an important player. He was uh, getting back to his club again. Jonathan Robert made a, a lot of uh, uh, some goals that were important last season. Gil Diaz is, is the 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 other option uh, from uh, from from Grimaldo at Benfica. Pedro Gonçalves is an important, very important player in the league. Was uh, the main scorer last season. Tony Martinez is the is in the starting eleven usually at at Porto. Uh, so. Well, it's, it's a lot of praise. Fabio Martins has left also from the, the not this last season, but the, the season before. So there are a lot of players, good players that left the team and the team is, is in a, uh, well, it's, it's behind. It's, it's not in the same quality. Uh, yeah, and, and I, I didn't say, I didn't say about Nguyen Perez and, and, and other players that were very important to the team. So, I think they will need time. They have, uh, I think, uh, they have uh, added some quality to the attack, mainly, um, mainly in the attack. They they will need Marcos Paulo. I think it's it's a, a good player. Um, Bruno Rodriguez. I think it's a good player. Even Jaime is a fantastic player. I don't know if we'll if we'll stay a lot of time in in the team. He's a very very in in, in the last game. The, the goal is. Fantastic! He didn't lose his mind in, in any moment. He, he tried to put the ball when we, where he wanted. So it's the goal is fantastic. So um, I think they they, uh, they have some some good additions, but I think to, to to link this all all to link all of this is it will take some time. Tondela, on the other hand, getting a much needed victory. Um, and and one player who I think really caught my eye in this game was Neto Borges, 25-year-old Brazilian left back who has three assists in his past three games and has quickly uh, relegated um, Naufel Kasef to the yeah. bench. Um, Tondela had a very interesting summer window, obviously losing Mario Gonzalez after his superb loan spell. Bring in some Im- impressive young players, such as like Sabrinat Dadashav, who, who scored the eventual winner against Famalicão. 
Rodibo Sanyan, uh, um, as well as Eduardo Quaresma, uh, Juan, Juan Manuel Bocelli, plenty of others. Mm-hmm. But I think the player, the new signing who's impressed me the most so far is Neto Bor- Borges um, at left back. Uh, yeah. how, how impressed have you been with Neto? And, and talk to me a little bit about just what are your expectations uh, for this Tondela side under Paco Ayestaran? Well, about Neto Borges, I think they are two uh, two players, two uh, backs, full backs. Uh, I think full backs. Uh, the, the, this the Neto Borges and also Carlos Soria from Studio that uh, have surprised me uh, a lot. Uh, I think uh, Neto Borges is a, is a very good player. I think this game was. I, I see most of him uh, in the attack. In the attack. Uh, in the attack. Well, trying to to get the ball to the area. The first the first goal is very. Uh, he started with his pressure, trying to to get to the middle, and he put the ball at the right time to to the attacker to to score Murillo. So. I think he's a good player. I liked it. Uh, um, I think he, he he's very he crosses well. Uh, he knows when when the the where is the, the right time to pass, uh, when he should pass to to where he should pass. So I think he, I think it's it's a very interesting player. Uh, he, he's um, uh, experienced in Europe. He comes from Genk, from the from Belgium. I think he played in Armourbridge uh, a few years ago too. Uh, he's uh, adept fully adapt to European football so I think it's a catch but it's, it's long he's long so I don't know if, if the team can can keep the keep him uh, for a long time in the, in the future uh, I think Tondela is he has uh, some good, good addictions too um, it's always difficult for Tondela to 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 not be in the in the fight for for the for the um, for 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 continuing in the in the in the first league, it will be. Uh, I think it's 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 it's. I think the idea of of, of Paco is a, is a nice idea. He's intelligent. It it tries to to play uh, eye on eye with the, with the opponent. Sometimes it tries to be intelligent and not to expose himself a lot. In other times, I think John Pedro is a, is a, a good midfielder, not fantastic, but good midfielder uh, with his experience also for playing abroad. Uh, I think Morelli is a fast a fast forward. You talk about Neto Borges. Uh, um, Barrena is a, a a good a good apparent apparently a good six. So I think they have some some good players. But I think the fight this year will be hard uh, for for all these teams because if you look at Famalicão is in the last position. You well, you have uh, Bisad or Belenenses. As whatever you to call them, they are in the in the last positions too. And and Petit is also a coach that organizes the team very well. Some some players arrived late. Uh, I think the 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 very good. They had some last additions what were good, but in general, I think they could would, they they needed much better in in some positions, uh, but. Uh, all he guarantees that he met uh, slowly, but I don't know. You have Santa Clara, who is a, a mean, uh, Morita is a, well, one of the players of the league, I think. Uh, well, 
uh, aside from from the the three the three uh, top teams, I think Morita is a very very good to uh, Lincoln is, is an excellent player that uh, in the future I think you will get uh, be in, you will get to be in big teams. You have Murenes responded from a five nil with a with a two one victory. He has also a very competitive team. So the the fight to the today um, is showing that will be uh, very very difficult. Absolutely, and uh, we saw two four teams that hypothetically would would be worth for all these teams playing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we saw uh, four teams that were, I think, hypothetically, um, or four teams that um, were, were expected to be in, in that mix, um, and yet they have had varying results. Um, finishing off the, the Primera match day, Basos Ferreira, fresh off a season that saw them finish fifth under Pepa, um, in going up against Bill and inch side rooted to the bottom of the league, um, in the first, the first game since Douglas Tanke's official departure, obviously the club's all time leading goal scorer departing a uh, really huge blow for them. Um, Basos though, getting, going up to nothing via two goals from Nuno Santos and Elde Ferreira really could have been for nothing by, by the time halftime was by the time halftime came but uh, Belenich Saad managed to keep it to just a two nothing uh, deficit, and I think the entrances of Rafael Camacho and Pedro Nuno, two two summer arrivals um, from Sporting and Murrench, proved absolutely vital for Belenich Saad to to come back and and uh, take a two two draw. Um, talk to me a little bit about these two players, Camacho and Pedro Nuno. Do you feel like they, they need to be playing a bigger role under Petit if, if Bell and Sad want to stay up again? Yeah, of course, of course. Camacho is a very explosive player. I think he didn't get uh, that much opportunities at Sporting, but but he's a very a very interesting player. I think uh, they took him in a bigger account that that at the moment Camacho was uh, at Sporting. I think he'll need a time to to get a little bit of more status, a little bit of more of uh, of, of goals, of assists. He, he needed to to be used a little bit more um, uh, from time to time, and not always in the in the in the first team. So uh, I think uh, in Belenenses, of course, he he needed to get that time that missed him at Sporting, and I think he could play a better role because he is a, a good guy in in the one on one. He's a good guy. He's a fast guy. He's a guy that shoots well, so I think he will get get more time, more playing time, of course, if uh, if needed. Uh, about Pedro Nunes, is a, is a more of a, of a cerebral player, I think. Um, very intelligent in the way he gets into the spaces. He's, he finishes well, of course. Uh, he's a, a good player to 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 keep the ball with him uh, and to to control the game a little bit more. Uh, so I think they're the, when, when you look at the, and at the first 11, I, I see space here uh, where, where they can play. Uh, it's a little bit, I don't know why Petit doesn't play, play in them, 
but I think that they have space here. Of course, uh, they are players that, that, that are, well, Pedro Nuno has entered as substituted uh, Afonso Souza, who is a very good player also, uh, good left foot, so uh, good right foot also, of course. So he's a good player. Um, but, well, uh, I think... I think uh, um, but he also needed to change his his his, uh, his system in the, in the game because it was two two goals behind uh, and needed to take one of his centre backs uh, off. So, well, answering your question, I think they will, they need some some space in the team. They they are good players and they will get there. I think. But he's a very intelligent uh, coach. I think he's a, a very uh, well. He's not that that coach that you go to see games because he's a very pragmatic coach, you know, but he's very organized. Uh, the, the teams usually defend well. The, 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 the start of the, of the league was not good. Of course, uh, he's, he's suffering more goals than that was expecting to, to suffer. Uh, but, he also always promises that the 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 teams will will get into his his its, its goal. So the the goal is to to maintain the, the first league. I I believe he can get there. And then, of course, another Monday game uh, to close out the match day was Estoril going up against Boavista. Two of probably the most positive revelations of of the early uh, season, uh, ending up with a one one draw. Pretty controversial from a pretty controversial penalty that that allowed um, that allowed Boavista to take the lead via Gustavo Sauer. But overall, I think that it was a quite a balanced game. But Boavista um, did did fairly well opening up, and and they could have won, but uh, ended up ending up conceding an equalizer via substitute Andre Franco, who made an immediate impact. Talk to me a little bit about what you've made from João Pedro Sousa's early setup at Boa Vista. Overall, I think there's been a lot of positive sensations. Um, for me, I think that uh, his, his in-game management against Estoril left something to be desired, but I also think that his, his attackers definitely let him down uh, in terms of their finishing. Um, what have you made of, of João Pedro Souza's start to life at, at Boa Vista? Well, I think he, he had some uh, uh, a very horror start in the first game. He lost three uh, nil to Joe Vicente, so um, it was not a good start. But he changed the system. He put he has, has uh, used from then uh, three defenders, and the, the, the team has has get some stability in the in the back two. Uh, since that that moment, so the the team is more solid. Um, I think the, the they they are missing some players from from the, the last year. I think uh, the, the 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 well, Albert Ellis, of course, it was it was a, a player that that will be missed it uh, in Bessa. Um, they, they, I think the, 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 yes, I agree with you with the, with the part of the, of the, the attackers of the, the forwards that not, um, they were not very inspired, mainly in the tap in that game. He missed two chances when, when Sturil was, was having all the, all the possession, mainly the team was mainly in, in a, in a counter attack phase right then. Um, but I don't agree. I was looking at at the the, the game and and I saw the the people were uh, 
speaking about the game. And they were saying that that Surreal was getting uh, very, very, um, was getting difficult in the game because, well, they, they were, they mark individual in the midfield. So when, when uh, Kenji Gore moved for, uh, constantly from the left to the middle, the, the defender tri- uh, tried to, to, to maintain close to him and the, the, the defense were very unbalanced. But when it, the, the, the team had the ball, they will always knew what to do in the, in the match. They were always trying to get there. They didn't have a lot of chances now. No, not really. But they were trying to get there. They were always putting pressure in the, in the Bovisha defense. And it didn't surprise, surprise me that the 1-0 passed in the second half to, to 1-1. And I think they have... Uh, a little bit of more faith in the in the last minutes because Movista was uh, reduced to ten men and uh, some in some minutes we, uh, reduced to nine men. But it, the the guy get back. Uh, I think if if they get some more faith in the last minutes, they could win the match. They could have win the match because I think it the team is is very well worked. They always know what to do. They always try to get from the back the 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 the, the starting point is very clean the, uh, of course Movista tried to congest the, the the middle of the field tried to not get passing lanes there and Sturil tried to, to move around to uh, to the mainly to, from the from the left and they tried to escape that pressure but of course, they, they, they try to 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 bypass the, that pressure, and they, they were working there. They were getting there, and uh, I think that the one nil was a little bit against against the against the the the, the, the way of the game, uh, the way the, the game was getting. Um, uh, well, I think I think. Uh, I think the, the the substitutions were not that bad from from John Pedro Sosa. I think he tried to get some speed to to get some uh, the Sturil in the counter attack. Well, they have chances. Uh, chances Nutep uh, missed uh, those chances, the biggest ones. So I don't think that the, 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 the I think the, I, I see the pro the 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 objective. You know, uh, right. Probably they didn't work as 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 it was intended, but I see the objective. But uh, the team that was captive of my attention was Sturil, and it's been a very well worked team right now. Two big revelations, absolutely. Really excited to see how Bruno Pimiano and Joao Pedro Sousa take their teams forward. Without any further ado, though, we're going to wrap up today's episode with the talent of the week section. I am going to go with Zay Carlos. Zay Carlos, player who spent a lot of time in Portugal's uh, smaller clubs, shall we say, joined Braga last year, was sent out on loan to Gil Vicente, um, and overall has, has been a very pleasant surprise at right back. Um, did a very good job, despite not getting the victory, did very good job to, to lock down uh, Luis Diaz, arguably the best player in Portugal this season, um, and and really strong defensively has also proven his his worth on the attacking side of the game and we saw this a couple of weeks ago against Vizela um, where he came off the bench uh, in halftime and and got himself an assist 
Um, overall, I think a very promising player. Uh, Braga have have clearly shown some struggles of trying to replace Ricardo Schaio at the right back position. Uh, and I think that the way he is going after his loan, uh, you know, looking at the other options right now that they have, you've got Fabiano, you've got uh, you, you've, yeah, you've got Thiago Schaio, I believe, on on loan at Aruca. Um, Jan Kuto, of course, brought him on loan. Overall, I, I like him a lot as a player, and I could definitely see him getting some minutes under Carlos Carvalhal. Um, who is your talent of the week, Luis? Andre Franco. <laughs> Very good choice. Why is that? Uh, I have two two honorable mentions. One is Lincoln because I think he's uh, a very interesting player for, for the future. Uh, I think he's uh, well at uh, ten in the um, like in the old days, very um, not that aggressive in defending. Reminds me a lot of of that tense of the past. You know, uh, I need he needs he needs to work a little bit of it. Uh, of his aggressivity, aggressivity, but I think he will get there. Uh, and then I have another honorable mention that is Nuno Santos from, from Passos de Ferreira. Well, I think he's growing. I think uh, he, he was a number 10 at Benfica, in, in the Benfica Bay, of course. Um, and I, I, I think he's growing and I think he will be an interesting player in the future. I think that not a, it's not about the goal. I think he scored a good goal, but it's not about that. It's it's seeing that he's getting minutes and getting the getting the in the, in good in good plays and 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 seeing that he's getting getting um, he's getting a little of my attention. <laughs> mainly but uh, about Andre Franco I think he's a, a, a very interesting player I think he, uh, he entered he had impact in the game he scored the goal he's a very inter- inter- intelligent player he has uh, been uh, um, in the in youth he's been at Sporting and I think he, he's been blown that Planense also so he has he has uh, um, some school he has I would say here he has some school and uh, he's very intelligent. He occupy, occupies the space very well. Good, good uh, shooting too. Uh, I think he is the potential to be one of the surprises of, of this championship. Absolutely agree. Making a very instant impact um, on Monday against Boavista. I, I definitely think he has a chance of breaking into that um, that pack team. A lot of quality both in midfield and attack, but I feel like Andre Franco has a very good chance of becoming a starter on the Bruno Pinheiro. Um, without any further ado, though, thank you so much, Luis. It was a real pleasure to have you and have your knowledge uh, you. on display in the Cortellinias. Hopefully the first of many uh, times that you come on the podcast. Um, really been one of my favorite Portuguese journalists for quite some time. So thank you so much. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. And uh, without any, and, and also guys, if you haven't, uh, make sure to check out my exclusive interview with Carlos Mane on Breaking the Lines, where we discussed his move to Kaiserispor, his history at Sporting and Rio Ave. Plenty of juicy content that you can find um, as on, on Breaking the Lines. But thank you so much again, Louis. Bye. It was a real pleasure. You're welcome. Anything else you want to say? <laughs> no, thank you very much. I'm always, it's always nice to talk about football. Uh, it's the, 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 the reason why, uh, why I live and why I work all, all days. So uh, thank you very much for the invitation. And I, uh, I wish you the best. Muito obrigado. Um beijo.